Baby, are you are you calm enough to do this? Today has been a day. Baby, we're not forced to do it today. We can do it tomorrow if you want. No, you have tennis. I think it's best to do it today. But I finish at 8 30 tomorrow. No, I think it's best. Let's do it today unless you're tired. I'm fine. I I can do it. You know I'm a professional. I get things done. <sighs> but then you're not gonna be the best of yourself. I am gonna be the best of myself. I'm fine. Look how pretty she is. I'm like sweltering. It's a hot day in New York, you guys. It's a hot day in New York. There was a fight on my bus. Oh, it yeah. Was, what was the fight about? Let's, so I'll say it to my audience. I'll say it to our audience, too. Everybody because... was wearing masks, so I didn't understand who was talking. At some point, I thought, I thought Heather, Heather was there, but that was like, no, that, that's not possible. And there was also, after leaving Charlotte's house, where I picked up a beautiful vase with Murano glass, it's like, white and orange great um it is so i get on the bus the b45 you know actually you know near i got it close to you know the naughty dread the plant stop the plant store so it's like maybe one stop over from there anyway so this happens um i think near nostrand avenue near nostrand avenue so the bus driver so people get on the bus the bus is really is pretty crowded People get on the bus, but obviously always in a bus, there's room at the back, but nobody wants to be in the back. Um, so people, it's just a thing in New York. Like people never move towards the back. They're always like kind of just stay where they are when they got on the bus. <laughs> you know, don't you notice that? No, I don't know. That's very strange to me. Yeah, I guess it's strange saying it out loud, but like nobody really <laughs> goes to the back. Like, I mean, People go to the back of the bus. People are sitting in the back of the bus. But when it comes to moving, like if you're on and off the bus, you want to be near the doors. And there's the door in the front and then there's the one in the back. There was also this woman with like a push cart. So there's always like people blocking. So you're just like, I'll just stand here because I don't feel like going through this slalom of people. And so people, what are you laughing at? <laughs> hey, go on with your story. Don't oh, worry. but you know, you also have to enter from the front. It's not like in London where you enter through different doors. No, in London, you, you, you only enter from the front. I no, because there was a back one too, I thought. Oh, that read the your car. Ones, the yeah, new ones, that, you have to tap. Yeah. Like the older ones, when you have to, they don't have the tap in the back. So you have to, to enter the front one. Usually, <laughs> you enter in the front one and you leave from the back. Yeah. So that's how it is. Okay. So that's how it is. So, you know, people don't even go towards back and it's not. So anyway, so it's like move back, move back. And there's a white line, you know, that you can't drive. The bus driver can't drive if people are on front of it. However, remember that the MTA is pretty trash. They're not like the London buses. So the reason that the buses are so crowded is because they don't come that regularly and people are waiting for it. So if you ran your buses more regularly, people it wouldn't be as crowded and people wouldn't be in front of the white line. So these people were in front Maybe of the white. People should move back. As simple as that. Well, people should move back, but also, but also there's a lot of space. That white line leaves for a lot of space. And there's a place that you can put your bags that's actually in front of the white line. And so the white line, you cannot trespass the white line. You know that. Be it's quiet. Let me talk. <laughs> if somebody falls over the, the white line, MTA needs to pay the money, you know. Michele, I've been on so many buses where people are in front of the white line. And yeah. so 
And so yes. also then run the buses regularly so the buses aren't packed because actually at this point, it was very hard for people to move past the white line. And mind you, there are also a lot of old people on the bus. <laughs> and so, so you were sitting. Well, no, I wasn't sitting. So I was standing and I've gotten up for an old person and we're waiting. So the bus driver, so someone, there's two guys, they put two older men. One is older than the other. One is in a fedora. The other one has locks, the one with the gray locks that you might've seen in the video. So those two men were in front of the white line. One had his bag in like the place where they put bags. And as I said, that's, that part is in front of the white line. So that is really deceiving for people. So he had his bag there. The other guy is standing there. Instead of the bus driver saying, go behind the white line, he just sits there. We missed two. So it's like me, I'm standing next to this lady and we're like, what's going on? Because, you know, the doors open and closed and people are like, what's happening? Because we miss three lights, you know, three go lights we see. It's a hot ass day. You're like, what's happening? We're like, is something on the bus? It's barely, but you know, it's all these freaking people. It's a crowded bus, so it doesn't matter. Oh my God, what a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So people are like, so you start, you know, we start, people start looking around, like what's going on, what's happening. At first you're like, is it traffic? No, because I see other cars passing us. And we're like, what's going on? People are like, what's happening, driver? What's happening? And then he's like, I told you to go behind the white line. He said that in a low voice. The two men move behind the white line and people are shuffling for them to move behind the white line. But as they're moving, people are like annoyed. They're just, they're saying, you should have said something. We made it for three lights. We thought there was like an accident. No one knew what was going on. If you had said something, like this could have just been done. And I'm sorry if you're tired of saying it, but that's also part of your job. You're a bus driver. I'm sorry. Like, just say it. You, if, even if you have to say it once everyone gets on every stop, you're not talking a lot. That's all you have to say. So people are screaming, like, you should have said something. One the oldest man in the fedora is really pissed. And he, cause everyone's like, just, and he's like, you should have said something. Everyone is saying that, but he's also the closest to the bus driver. So he's like really screaming. Everyone's like, just move behind the white lines or like, just so we can get going. Then the next stop, the man with the fedora gets off. However, before he gets off, he goes to the bus driver, like is at the guy's glass and is like, you're a real idiot. Like you should have said something. You're wasting everybody's time just because you're on the clock doesn't mean we don't have places to go. You could just say something. What's your problem? You're so unprofessional and is like, and is going. And he's like kind of cursing him out, um, which that's not, I didn't get that on the video because it was like just a crazy, like an old man, you know, talking. So I was like, oh God, just get, and everyone is telling him, get off the bus, get off the bus, like whatever, this is your stop, go. But then the bus driver gets up and is like, you picked the wrong. And he, I think he, he was definitely Jamaican. He was like, you picked the wrong blood clot <laughs> and started going at it and screaming. And that's the video that you saw that he is letting him have it. Like, you're so damn disrespectful. You're not going to come at me like that. Cause the old man was, you know, there's that glass thing there. 
Yeah. He was like touching the glass and is like shaking his hand and stuff like that. And so the bus driver like started going over the glass. So that's what you saw in the video. The bus driver is like cursing him out. And probably, probably was pissed because the aircon was not working on this bus. It's just it like, like, it's just damn a damn bus, damn day. And you know, remember what I told you actually just a few days ago about passive aggressiveness? Mm. And you see where that gets you because the bus driver with the white line thing, that was some passive aggressive crap like just sitting there and not saying anything like this and waiting until people would notice instead of saying it. So he did that. That was not okay. Then this crazy man escalates the situation. While if you had just said, I'm tired of telling you guys go behind the white line. End of story. No one's angry. No one's grumbling. So you saw the video. He's screaming at this guy. Um, And then, but then the guy gets off and we're just like, sit down and like drive the bus like come on like because this is another stop that we're waiting then it turns into an argument in the back because a woman who's probably like maybe she's probably like your aunt's age like she's between us and our parents she's like no the problem is these old people are always disrespecting people and these old people have no respect and she's, she's like you can't just talk like that for anybody everybody's saying he's a human he has a breaking point you can't just talk like that to him and then like so then that turns into like this someone's like it's unprofessional get his badge number and then that woman's like no these damn old people are so disrespectful and it turns into this you like this fight and then the next time the bus driver the second video i sent you is that he starts screaming at us but it's like he's looking at his mirror and screaming at us nobody said anything when he was disrespecting me now you all want my badge number and then tell me i should be fine i literally have four stops just can we stop fighting just get me home i just get me freaking home and i was like in front of i was standing in front of this lady sitting she and i were having our quiet commentary he was he should have just said something but you know that old man escalated it but now he took it to another level like he didn't need to get up it was a big drama it was so much drama it was so unnecessary and it's just i'm tired and i i want to like just chill i need to take a shower i need to like we are here and i'm excited to talk about this because we got to get it up in time for loving day so hey everybody hey michaela hey naya hey everybody and welcome to do you guys (laughs) michaela whispered it that time our cross-cultural pillow talk podcast where we discuss just everything and we had and speaking and being a cross-cultural podcast it would be remiss if we didn't have a special episode for loving day which is on june 12th um it's globally recognized but it's really like a, a thing in the u.s if you can call it a thing it's a it's a very niche thing but it's it's a thing in the u.s you want to talk about loving day michaela do you remember it because we did do a video on it is there any amazon discounts on that day i should box you (laughs) yes or no i don't know michaela why do you think you should have an an amazon discount for what Uh, i don't know because if you don't have an amazon discount for that day that means it's not recognized enough 
Yes, it is. It's not official. It's not an official day. It's not an official day, but a lot of sites talk about it and stuff. So Loving Day is an annual celebration. It's on June 12th, and it's the anniversary of the 1967 United States Supreme Court decision, Loving versus Virginia, which struck down all anti-miscegenation laws remaining in 16 U.S. states. Do you know what anti-miscegenation means, Michele? Yes. <laughs> what does it mean? So it means... So those are, that's the American way to say racial laws. No, anti-racial mixing laws. Yes. Mm -hmm. So laws, laws against people getting married, having sex, mm -hmm. kisses, and those things, if they belong to two different races. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's just... American people call it like that because they invented it because they're mean. No, you guys, Italians probably just hadn't had a chance to invent it. You guys are no, trying to invent we, your own racism. We did right invent it because we always been mixed first. And we had in Europe, yes, but only under German people, Nazi, for a short time. You guys are under Mussolini. What are you saying? <laughs> Europe, during, during Nazism, they had something like that. They, they obviously copied that from U.S. And Mussolini. And you guys still have a Mussolini in politics now, so let's not. Let's not. Yes, she is still there. His granddaughter, yes. who believes very much a lot what he does. It's not like poor girl happens to have the same last name. So let's she's not. Hmm? She's there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you still have a Mussolini in politics. But yes, this was a law against racial mixing in the United States that is a holdover of white of from slavery and white supremacy. It was particularly um, you know, still with white supremacists, they're very all they're always worried about the white race being painted. And um a lot of anti-miscegenation laws, you know who who really enforced them and actually were the benefactors of them were a lot of Irish and Italian immigrants to America. So it was, yeah, it's true. And it was especially during slavery, like when like, they like fell- Like a certain Michael Scalioni. Mm -hmm, when they fell it. into, you know, positions like uh, Italian immigrants, like overseers and then sharecroppers in, the, in some of these states, not just Southern states, Virginia, well, Virginia is considered a Southern state. They really wanted to make sure that the A, white race wasn't tainted and that B, the racial lines weren't crossed because they wanted to know who to oppress and they wanted to know who to oppress very clearly. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, and it, and it also helped them when they had these laws because- Just keep it, it black and white, right? They wanted to keep it black and white and they also- wanted when they found that especially Italian immigrants and Black people and Irish immigrants and Black people were mixing, it caused a lot of confusion for them. And they didn't want people passing and they wanted to maintain white supremacy. So that's that's a part of the anti-miscegenation laws. Um, another place that, you know, this was I mean, a, a recent law, obviously, was South Africa during apartheid on Trevor Noah's yeah, whole book, Born a Crime. Like he was 
it, he was born a crime in his words. It was illegal for his parents, his mother was black, his dad was white to be together. But, so, but just, just, just to be clear, even before um, 1967, it was not illegal everywhere in the U.S. It was just in some states that you had 16, these laws, yeah. right? 16, yeah. In 16. the rest of the other states, you could actually get married and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it celebrates Mildred and Richard Loving. And it's really cute because their last names are actually Loving. <laughs> and they were of... But that's like, why it's called Loving Day. Yeah, yeah. It's because of their last names. It's not about like free love. But they, yeah. they it's were... It's Yeah, it just worked out that way. So they were a couple um, in Virginia. And like I said about the, the class lines... They were in a community that was kind kind of interracial, um, more more or less. Like, and so they, you know, they got together, they fell in love, they knew each other's families, and they got married in and they, they lived in Virginia. Um, she is she is black American. She, the funny thing is she she's very light-skinned black american not some that's another thing to to make note of because these people were so upset like she wasn't even my skin color she was probably around your skin color michaela actually <laughs> well she's okay she's very she's light-skinned she is your skin color like she's a black person of your skin color you know black people come in different skin colors as yeah do, yeah like your as do white as do white people like <laughs> yeah and so that's i mean that she the the what's so stand out about it is sim- similar in south africa when you were called colored um these people were so upset so pressed in a in by a relationship that if they were walking down the street together made from like less than half a block away. You might not even know that they were different races. <laughs> and so that is how ridiculous, how ridiculous this was. Um, and so he, but he, he, he was white. His grandfather um, actually fought for the Confederacy in in the civil war so he was white white (laughs) um and in this part of virginia they had they had very strict jim crow segregation laws um but they it had been a pretty mixed race community since the 1800s and his dad actually worked for one of the wealthiest black men in the area um and so a lot of Richard's friends were black. Um, he was friends with her older brother. Um, and so it was a pretty mixed race community. So they, they met when they were like teenagers um, and then they began dating. But because of the miscegenation law, anti-miscegenation laws, they actually couldn't get married. So they went to Washington DC to get married. Virginia follows, followed strict Jim Crow segregation laws. Um, and, you know, it's state by state. And so even if they were in a mixed race community, I wonder if they even thought about it in their head. Probably they did because they were children of segregation. So they went to D.C. to get married um, yeah. because interracial marriage was banned in Virginia. And it was banned by what was called the Racial Integrity Act. Of course. It is. And so she actually said later on she didn't realize their marriage 
was illegal in Virginia, but she thinks her husband did know. Because you men always try to get us into some stuff. <laughs> she, we just think we're going on a great trip and we're going to get married Wait, there. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. So marriage, it's a legal contract, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So it needs to be signed by a legal um, person, mm-hmm. like be like a... Like yeah, a witness, yeah, judge. Right? yeah, a witness. Like a, sorry, a witness and a, a and a cleric. Like yeah. a witness and a judge or somebody that has the the faculty to do that. Mm-hmm. So, how is it possible that these people manage to successfully do a way, um, successfully do a marriage, even though it was illegal? It was legal in D.C. Remember, I just told you, they traveled yeah. to D.C. to do it. So, okay, so in theory, you cannot find somebody actually validating like a proper marriage in Virginia because it was illegal. So nobody would actually do that. Right. Well, she said she, she didn't know that it was illegal. So maybe he told her they were going on a trip. We're going to go. Cause she had family in Virginia. So maybe she thought she was going to visit family and they would get married during this time. And maybe they were getting married because, you know, they were on a nice trip together. And like, let's sign the paperwork here. Because yeah, you- yeah, 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 yeah. But my point is, like, in Virginia at the time, you couldn't really get married, even if you wanted to. Even if you wanted to be legal, you no, you it was illegal. Be married. It was illegal for them. Yeah, it was like impossible to get married, right? But they had, they didn't, they did not try and were rejected in Virginia. They just got married in DC. And how does it work? How did it work? If you got married in the sea and then you went back to Virginia and you well, were leaving Virginia you. as a married cup. Well, anti-miscegenation laws were not just about marriage. So that's the thing. So so they're in, so they get married in DC and they return back home to Virginia and they were arrested one night by a sheriff who said he received an anonymous tip that they were living together and they were charged with quote cohabitating as man and wife against the peace and dignity of the commonwealth gosh yes this is not uncommon until recently like there there are still some antiquated laws like sometimes you'll read an article that highlight that that you'll see like against like certain, like against gay marriage in Mississippi, but like then they have a, a law about how, how like what the sexual relations can be. And so someone can tip someone off. So yeah, so they, and mind you, this is not like a, the, in a city in Virginia, this is rural. So someone, so someone tipped them off, tipped the sheriff off. And so they were arrested. They pled guilty because, you know, they're like, yeah, we are living together. We're man and wife. And they were sentenced to a year in, in prison. However, the state of Virginia said, we can suspend your year in prison for 25 years if you leave the state. So you have to leave the state. So they moved to DC. But mind you, they both were from Virginia. They both had a long family history in Virginia. Virginia is their home. And they were like, we want to, after living in DC for a little bit, they were just like, we want to be together in Virginia. We want, like, they couldn't travel together to visit their family. Um, And also DC is 
a lot more expensive, I'm sure, than rural Virginia. So it wasn't easy for them in economically. They have kids. Um, and so they decided to file a lawsuit to vacate the judgment and allow them to return to their home. In 1964, Mildred Loving, she wrote a letter to Robert F. Kennedy, JFK's brother, and he referred her to the American Civil Liberties Union. Remember, the Kennedys were very involved in civil rights, too. So this ACLU, which you hear about a lot in terms of a lot of social justice now, they filed a motion on their behalf and saying that it violated the 14th Amendment. This was like a bunch of lawsuits and they had to appeal. Appeal, it goes to a higher court. And finally, it went to the Virginia Supreme Court. Actually, the Virginia Supreme Court upheld it. And they said, yeah, we think that it's a totally okay, the anti-miscegenation laws, like that's cool with us. Um, and Crazy. so, mm-hmm. so then they're like, screw you guys, we're going to go to a higher. So that's how it went to the U.S. Supreme Court. And they didn't even go to the U.S. Supreme Court hearings in, in D.C. Their lawyer actually went to it. And I wanted to read what Richard Loving said, gave a statement for his lawyer to say to the court, tell the court, I love my wife. And it's just unfair that I can't live with her in Virginia. Like, that's all he had to say. Like, it's just as simple as that. (laughs) Like, it was so simple. The Supreme Court decided unanimously on June 12th, 1967, that overturns their conviction dismissing Virginia's law. So Virginia's argument was that the law was not discrimination, because they both would have gone to jail. <laughs> that both white people and black people would go to jail for it. So they're like, it's not discrimination. You both have the same punishment. Um, so the Supreme Court totally overruled that. And yeah, and so now, you know, we have we have Loving Day. And it how long how long did it take for them to to do the all, this, all of these escalations? No, they married in 1958. And then when they when did they get arrested? They got arrested in 1959 Oof. from 59 to 60 or actually no they got arrested in 19 they got it said they were convicted in january 6 1959 and i have a feeling it wasn't like a quick turnaround so they were married in 1950 and they got arrested in 1958 so yeah and so oh my gosh it took them it took them like eight years but imagine they were married for months, some snitches. Imagine you like have like barely have time being married before some snitches harass you. However, because of those snitches, then we got the anti-miscegenation laws off of the books. So that's great. Like Mildred always said, she thought her marriage and got and the court decision to be God's work, just very, it was just very matter of fact and simple to her. Like neither of them were a political, political people. They just wanted to marry who that they, they loved each other. Um, and then I have a sad, sad part of it, guys. Oh no. Yeah. So they, as, as we said, 67, so they had three kids 67, they got the right to live together, be married. Uh-huh. Um, in June 29th, 1975, a drunk driver hit their car in Virginia and Richard was killed in the accident. 
at he was only 41 and Mildred lost her right. And that makes me really sad, actually. Lost what? She lost her right eye, but he was killed in the accident. And right. so that was in 1975. So you they, think that was on purpose? No, no, it was a drunk driver. But it was, makes me really sad because they got like less than like 10 years of peace together, you know? Oh, no, baby. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, All this fighting for like... Yeah, it's really sad. So, and then she she lived a long time. She died in t- 2008. Um, and they have three kids and grandkids and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal because, you know, and like if it wasn't for them, like we couldn't be together in the U.S. Yeah. And um, that's why we're celebrating uh, them, right? Yeah, that's why we celebrate them. And, you know, it's just I think that is the case of a lot of things that even with like George Floyd, it's just people are just trying to do their things and they end up setting off these big social justice <laughs> when when they are just trying to live their life as as peacefully as they meant to you know and so yeah I think it's pretty I think it's pretty cool and I it's a big day in the U.S. for interracial couples to celebrate well, I know we always play spot the interracial couples wherever we are <laughs> right? well yeah I just I you know was driving the other day the other morning but I wanted to send you like the you know like the <laughs> kids you always tell me not to do that yeah, you They're can't. Like, you can't take pictures of people's children. <laughs> but the, the parents was uh, parents were not there. They were like these two <laughs> elementary kids. I don't know where. I don't know That's why they were the going worst. around by themselves. I think they were in, <laughs> uh, the traffic light. They were like waiting for the green light to, to cross uh-huh. the street, and they were like two interracial kids. You know, like brother and sister. Mm-hmm. They were like yeah. so so nice. They were like these curls, and they were just holding hands. You know? They're so cute. Is it the same kids that you keep seeing? Because <laughs> you always say it's like a brother and sister. No, no, there are new ones. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and yeah, I mean... Right, in the neighborhood. Oh, in our neighborhood? Yeah, like down oh. the street here. They were going to what school? Uh, I don't know, I didn't ask them. <laughs> Good. Please don't ever ask a child what school they're going to. Hey, <laughs> oh, nice sister. Where are, you go- where are you guys going to school? Like a freaking phone. Exactly. Don't I ever get arrested. Don't ever do that. I know when I, and you know, it's something that I can see why people come to my blog and, or, you know, what Google searches. So one of the top hits on my blog, one, like black friendly travel places. And then the second one, interracial family and couple friendly travel places. So people... And oh, so wait, you're using me for your business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, where is my fee? I'm so, gonna charge you. I'm gonna send was, you $10.99. Yeah, you send me a $10.99. You use me for your business, then you better not talk, talk to me about work again. So, so, th- so yeah, a lot of people um, search that, and even with the same black travel friendly places, because your idea of safety and comfort is unfortunately not guaranteed everywhere and not even well yes safety but particularly comfort that you don't want to be gawked at on the street can i I say something about this of course did you hear what happened in italy recently like last week or something tell me oh now i don't want to say i I know i know i'm gonna mess it up 
but essentially long story short, I don't remember where in what city. This is like my mom kind of news, right? But it's um, so it was not here, but it's like like local, in, super local, yeah. No, not super. No, I think it was like another region. But oh, anyways, okay. Family, I think it was from uh, Middle East. I don't remember what what state. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say one thing that it's not that it's mm-hmm. not right. Right, one family in the Middle East, they've been living in Italy forever. Mm-hmm. They, the daughter, she grew up, I think she was born and she grew up in Italy. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, when you have your uncles here and uh, your parents are very traditional and very strict, she was like in that kind of family. Mm-hmm. And she was, I think, 14 or 15. And she wanted to get married. Oh, can you hear me? Because you disappeared. Okay. Yeah, she wanted to get married. Instead of like the person they decided her to get married with, she didn't like that. And so the day, the day of the wedding that they organized, she didn't show up or something. And she tried to run away. She packed everything. She tried to run away because she liked another guy, like an Italian guy. And you know what it is. So all of a sudden, somebody uh, reported that she was missing after like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the police started like investigating and they found out that the whole family disappeared. Nobody was there anymore. Just one person, mm-hmm. like, a, like an uncle or something, remained here. The rest of the family, they, they flew back to the original country where they came from, mm-hmm. like years ago. They started digging and, and, and asking people around, whatever. Long story short, the family, the, the parents, they asked they ask the uncles, so the brothers of the dad, I think, um, to kill her. Because she was not abiding by an honor killing. It's called an honor an honor killing. Well, yeah, she refused to get married. No, it's called yeah, it's called an honor killing. But can you imagine that she was like fourteen, like she grew up in Italy. Mm -hmm. This this girl, she had dreams and everything, so she Mm -hmm. was just like caged in this tradition of hers, Mm -hmm. tradition of their parents. She got killed, and like I don't remember like the way she got killed, but like they dig their up or something she was mm-hmm. like uh, you know so is italy going to prosecute the family yeah they're trying That's obviously they got the, the uncle mm-hmm. they're trying to reach out to, to try to find the these people because they they you know they flew out and everything so mm-hmm. they, they first need to find them mm-hmm. but like, can you imagine like your dad asking his brother to kill his daughter because she doesn't want to get married to this guy and she's 14. Yeah, I mean, it's not a very common thing, but it's happened too much already. I've watched a documentary on those kinds of killings before. Yeah. It's insane to me. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? It really is. It really is. It's been living like in the medieval times, you know? Mm -hmm. It it really is. It's really sad. It's really wild. It's not done. But it's not even a stranger. It's like your daughter. Exactly. How can you think of killing and the mom? How can you that's okay with it? There was a famous um or well-known case in the UK. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the two the two sisters named, and they they were escaping, quote unquote, escaping Saudi Arabia because and they said if they returned, their families would kill them. Um it's something yeah, that because you for them, they they just like so afraid of having shame on their family. Yeah. Like, it's so strange that they, they assume that the shame on your family is it's bigger if your daughter doesn't get married with this guy rather than the shame of like killing your own daughter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no? I mean, it's it's something no. that I we can't even begin to wrap our heads around to understand. Because I, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I think exactly what you just said. I don't understand that that conversation. Like, yeah, we have to kill her. Oh, okay, pass the tea. Like, what is that conversation? So, yeah, I think it's it's so sad, but yeah, that is, that's not really to do with our, our interracial couple laws. Cause she, was it that she wanted to marry an Italian guy? Yeah, she was, I think she was in love with an Italian guy and they didn't allow that. God. Won't be the first Italian guy to ruin a life. <laughs> hey, he was trying to save her. Oh, was he? What'd he do? What he did? He to, I don't know. He, he out there packing, probably. Oh, okay. He out there packing and then said, oh, this is very intense. I'm going to go. He probably, he probably was the one telling people around, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get married. That girl. Yeah, I'm married. Everybody was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Tell me more about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, her family is a bit traditional, but I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to take her fine. out. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Exactly. Poor poor girl but yeah I think it's all it's it's very interesting I know like I have a lot of friends that are in interracial relationships you have a few friends that are in interracial relationships you actually mentioned one of your friends did end up not dating a girl because of his Italian family like and her she was Asian and he's white remember you told me about that and mm-hmm. I thought that was just so sad and so antiquated. I mean, it's it's something that, you know, I'm not I'm not ignorant. Like I know that happens and it's pretty common. Not I'm not saying in Italy, I'm saying all over. I mean, that was not the only reason, but it was, it was part of the problem, I guess. Well, he was a cheater, so that's a big problem. <laughs> but but I think had, you know, but I think um I think that that's that's really sad um, for, for him to have to have that consideration. I think that falling in love and finding your person is hard enough as it is to then have to really be worried about other people and what they think and if, if they quote unquote will allow it. Adds a well, whole the question, the question is, what if, what if Heather wouldn't like me? Or what if Heather hated me? Well, if she hated you, that would be well, harder, right? It would be harder. Absolutely, but I—that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine her hating you for only because of your race. Because if she hated you, then I would probably would have a reason to hate you too. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm trying to say—that <laughs> it wouldn't be because of your race. I think it's so. That's why it's just so mind-boggling to me and a different concept just in general, obviously, to hate someone because of their race or their sexual orientation or something like that. Because, you know, I, I normally would say that if your family really doesn't like someone, maybe it's for good reason. Like, and I think I would feel okay saying that about my family. Like, if they didn't like you, it's probably for good reason. But it's because I know that they wouldn't have, like, it wouldn't be a race issue. But if no, it's just a race issue, like that would be really hard. And I, I, you know, it happened a lot. Like it happened a lot back in the day. It happens a lot now, but it adds a different layer because I think in, in cases like that, even if you're, if you're, it's pride month. So we can say it like, if your child is queer, then you, and you choose to not accept their partner, like you rather lose your child. Like I can't imagine that. Well, that's, yeah, 
you know, it's the unfortunate reality that a lot of, a lot of people live in. And I think that the fact that it was a law in our parents' lifetime, and then if you look at even cases like South Africa in our lifetime, then, you know, it's, it's in the not so distant past. It's very close, actually. That's, that's a scary thing. Yeah, like, you know, Trevor Noah, it's just like, our love, born a crime. Yeah, it's just like yesterday, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, well, uh, I have a shout out. Uh, I have a special shout out today. Oh, I'm excited for it. Yes, I'll surprise you. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. You want to wrap it up? Do you have any last thoughts on Loving Day? Um, look at your cute face. No, no, I don't think so. I'm glad. We have a we have a video about traveling as an interracial couple. You guys, I will link to it in the show notes. So if you guys want more on that, I just didn't want to go into that because that would get a little bit redundant because we we talked about it and we've talked about places where it hasn't been great and. Well, we can do another episode about it, you know, because that's the, that's an Instagram video, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we can just do a short episode about top places we went to and worst places. Yeah, that would be great. I think that would be a cool episode, and I think people would be down for that. Um, like kind of uh, expanding upon the video. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this one we just want to do a little episode to celebrate Loving Day. Tell you guys about my experience on the bus. But I am thankful for <laughs> thank you, Naya, for that. <laughs> thank I am thankful for Mildred and Richard loving. So Michele and I can be together without someone calling the popo on us. Could you imagine? What's the popo? The police. Oh, the cops. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like I would come back to the neighborhood like ready, like who tipped them off? Like, let's go. We're gonna have to have a fight. <laughs> like what's you know what i always say what happens to snitches bubba they get the stitches yeah <laughs> they get the stitches exactly <laughs> all right so thank you guys for listening let's get into shout outs hey guys before we end i wanted to add a little postscript as Michaela said and you guys can tell i was a bit frazzled on the day we recorded but i wanted to give a shout out to one of my favorite og cross-cultural couples lucille ball and desi arnez who immortalized their relationship on the 50s sitcom i love lucy Desi playing a Cuban-American band leader that was hopelessly in love with his goofy wife. Seeing them on TV was pretty groundbreaking at the time of the show's debut, and they were a media power couple. And the ease and comedy of their relationship introduced the normalcy of interracial relationships into so many American lives. Still on very regularly in syndication by the time I was a kid. And I Love Lucy brought me so much joy. Sometimes Michele is certainly my Ricky. All right. So tonight's special shout out goes to Paul Arnold. Woo! Yes? Yes. Do you want to join my shout out to Paul Arnold? I would love to join that shout out. And they just had a baby boy. Exactly. Yes, just had a baby boy. Is so good. I am so happy for them. He looks, he has a full head of hair. No? Yeah. He was like just born. He has so much hair. 
Um, so I'm really happy for them. So congratulations, Paul. And what shout about- out to the bus driver. Shout out to the bus driver, though, <laughs> but like not a shout out or to being Jamaican and standing after the old lady pointing. Oh the no, finger. it was old man. It was old man. Old man. <laughs> um, and but not shout out to passive aggressive people, guys. Like, stop it with the passive aggressiveness because we wouldn't have been in that situation. Um, so yeah, shout out to Paul. I'm very, very happy. And our next episode, guys, we will be together. Yay! Yeah, so we'll probably do like a little video component for the IG. So, so wait, are we not together now? No, we are not. Oh, people didn't know that. People know because we talk oh, about. What time is it? What time is it at your place and I now? It's six oh nine. We are shooting later because of my issues. What time is at Michaela's place today? It's twelve oh nine p.m. a.m. I'm sorry, so what? AM. So what? So shout out to Michele. Shout out to Michele for staying up late, but you know, we have to work around his tennis schedule too. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that's my that okay. That's my I'm tennis. Just, I'm just saying we have to work around your tennis schedule every week, but I don't bring that up. It's just one day a week, one hour a week, and we have to work around that. Yep, yep, your tennis schedule, your biking schedule. Like, he is a very active man. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Listen, like, subscribe, leave reviews. I read, did you read Glam Nikki's review? Mm-hmm. It was great, right? Very, very good. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.